I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong. Where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Beautiful people around the world, what's up? And if you are new, welcome to you too, boo. I mean, you already know what it is. So glad to have you here today. And I'm here with one of my, I'm going to say one of my new favorite people because the energy, the love is just real a fellow first-gen, dub, or just somebody who's even doing first-gen work, which always excites me. My new good brother, Fabio Pena, who is an entrepreneur out here. He's a husband out here. He is just really blazing the trail, even in the tech space, something that I'm excited about. But of course, like I always say, nobody can tell their story better than that person. So Fabio, what's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah, man, look, can't call it. You're over on the West Coast too, right, brother? Yeah, Washington State. The Washington State is fun to me to like hear about, but I want to know more about Washington State. Does it really do that like always raining thing there? People make that up. <laughs> it depends. Um, if you're on the West side of the state, like Seattle, for sure it'll rain about three fourths of the year, but. I currently live in the eastern side and it's mainly sunny over here, so. That's fun, that's fun. Sun is fun, sun is fun. So look, Fabio, tell us about you. Tell us your story. Who is Fabio? What are you doing? What are you up to? Like, you bring the energy. If y'all don't know, seriously, you gotta go connect on his Instagram because the energy is always there. Like, you have one of my favorite IG pages, no kidding. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, well, I guess we'll start with, my name is Fabio. I'm uh, 27 years old. I was born in Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. But my family moved to the U.S. when I was two years old, and I was raised in Yakima, Washington, which is like in the center part of the state. So I grew up there, and then I, it wasn't until college that I moved to Seattle, and I lived there for six years. I was going to University of Washington, and uh, so go Huskies. <laughs> and yeah, I guess I think that's where you know I faced a lot of turning points in my life. I went into the university wanting to study business administration, and I wanted to do that with a concentration in finance because my dream job was to become a financial analyst. One, because it sounded cool. <laughs> and then two, because I just thought, I thought that would be a very uh, rewarding career with a lot of opportunities to you know, move around in business. For sure. And so those were my goals heading into the university. But when I moved to Seattle, it was a lot different from what I expected. You know, I guess I could say I was raised in a much smaller town and so there was definitely a culture shock that i experienced moving to the city learning how to navigate city life meeting all types of like new people and you know living with different people that kind of had similar backgrounds but yet were still very different to the point where you know there was still a, a little barrier there that allowed me to be who i really was so my second year of college i applied to the business school but i was rejected Hmm. I was rejected from the major because I didn't meet the GPA requirement that they had been looking for, which was very disappointing. And I met with a, uh, I remember meeting with a school advisor around that time and she had asked me, do you even know what business is? 
Like, do you even know what finance is about? And I was very honest with her. I said, well, no, but that is why I wanted to take classes and learn about it, right? It was very disappointing because she had told me that I would have had to received uh, straight A's through all of my classes throughout for the remainder of the year. And me, I'm not the perfect straight A student at all. I'm someone who, you know, sometimes struggles. I sometimes get B's or C's. You know, everybody has different capabilities and strengths. And, you know, navigating college was definitely not one of my best strengths. But I ended up majoring in communications for a couple of reasons. One, because it was a major that would have allowed me to graduate within the four years, which was one of my original goals. That was also motivated because of the financial aid that was offered to me. I wouldn't have had much more financial aid after that. So, yeah. And then also because I had, I had already earned a lot of the credits that were being applied towards that major. So I had that going for me as well. So I ended up going to the communications major. And fortunately, because I was still like in the business pipeline through a lot of organizations that I was involved with, I was still able to get an internship in accounting the summer of my sophomore year, which definitely launched the start of my career with, you know, very basic experience in accounting. In that internship, I did like a rotation through their accounting department, and I got a lot of the essential skills that you would need to get your foot in the door for that. And so that definitely helped me. And so, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I graduate from the University of Washington, which was my dream school. I definitely take a lot of pride in that. I was fortunate enough to find another temporary assignment in Seattle that was for an accountant position. And this was working for a SaaS company. They did like software for local governments and much different industry than what I've been used to. So again, I definitely experienced another culture shock and it was definitely a big change to, um, to get used to. But of course, the way real life works, if you, if you don't have the experience, then um, it's, it's not going <laughs> to work out for you. So at the end of my second week, I ended up getting let go from my position. Mm, wow. I, I know it was uh, it was very sad. I had gotten home and I think that was the same day I got my first check too. And I was like, yes, I got my first check. It's going to be a great time. But I got the call and they said, Fabio, today was your last day. You're going to have to turn in your, mm. your bus pass. And they need someone who who's not so junior like you, but someone with more experience. And again, I feel like that crumbled my confidence because <laughs> I was like, man, is this something I'm even meant to do? Mm, that's interesting. So, yeah, it was, it was very uh, disheartening. But luckily, I had uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, awesome person. I love her to death. She supported me and so much and helped me get through that time. She still encouraged me to apply to more jobs within business. And because I still had some accounting experience, she knew that I would still be qualified in, in some ways. Like as long as I was able to just sell myself in my interviews and show them that I'm the type of person who would be willing to learn and grow, then I might have a shot. And luckily, after applying to a few more jobs, I found an, another account job with a, with a health tech startup, which was the start of my full-time career. That's where I started working full-time. And I started working there for a couple of years after Seattle. And yeah, I, I, took, I took a lot of pride in that because you know, being rejected from the business school, I, w I often compared myself to a lot of my peers because it made me question if I was even capable of doing a such thing. Hmm. You know, when everybody was accepted around me, they would come to me and be like, bro, I'm in, I'm in, I got into the business school. 
And it felt like I was the only one. And it was very like discouraging. I was I was almost embarrassed, <laughs> honestly. Mm. At times I remember even just playing along, like, yeah, yeah, that's it's gonna be a good year. But <laughs> I was just going down a different path. So there was often a lot of comparisons when I was going through college. And I think more just because of you know, in business, everything's just so competitive. It seems like a lot of people are doing up to great things. And I don't know, I, maybe that's just me, but I felt like I compared myself to others more because of that. I don't think necessarily more or less. I think we all compare. So I don't think that it's an uncommon thing, you know, mm-hmm. but I do think that how we compare is what makes it different. Like trying to look at other people and say, well, I can't do this because they did this. And because I'm first gen, I, I always use that context because I'm first gen. It means that I don't have the ability to X, Y and Z. But it's really about, OK, I wasn't born with some of these advantages. However, what can I do to position myself to continue to move forward, you know, in different spaces? Mm-hmm. How, can I, how can I utilize the resources I have? But yeah, because I still compare, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be straightforward. I still compare. But I think a lot of times comparing is like more so for knowledge to see like, what are they doing different? What do I want to do different? Or like, what do I like? What don't I like versus like the betterness of things? So mm-hmm. I think comparison can be good, you know, depending on context. But I really appreciate all of that. And it's just so funny that it didn't work out with the business school. You are the the first and only person I've heard, you know, that Washington was the school. Mm-hmm. So shout out, like I said, to the Huskies. I'm like, that's exciting because I don't <laughs> really get to hear too much about the West Coast excitement, right? Yeah. Um, and what schools over there people are really excited about. But that really is exciting for me to hear. And now I've been thinking about the fact that you got rejected from business school, but you have a business. <laughs> you have a business. So shout out to the business school for losing that one. Um, yeah. really, Thank uh, you. You're welcome. But so like just kind of thinking, you know, you have to realize it's not always the grades, right? Because mm-hmm. I heard you say I make B's and C's. It's about can you see this potential in this person and can they still navigate a space, you know, like above and beyond and that's something that you did so that's why I definitely say shout out to the business school miss that one they can't brag about that you being that alumni right yeah or that alumnus excuse me so yeah before this work though like what has it been like for you to start this business I mean again targeting the first gen community I know one of your focuses in mentorship yeah but then also I heard you say something recently in a conversation maybe I was wrong about tech space too so that's why I brought that up yeah of course so yeah I'd be happy to go into that so oh man honestly I'm gonna be honest with you my the business that I, I guess co-founded it has definitely taken a lot of turns mm. than I had anticipated at first I'll just start off with the name of the company so called it Penguin Co and that was mainly because of I sort of added a business twist to the name so I got it from like the consulting space in business there are a few pretty large consulting firms that are like worldwide that provide professional types of consulting services and some of them are like Bain and Company McKinsey and Company. And I was like, man, I need a like a Latino twist to that. So I added my last name to that. I called my opinion company. And it was gonna be very similar. It was it was mainly gonna be focused on providing services to small and medium-sized businesses because last year I was laid off for seven months for mm-hmm. my last role. And then COVID had made it extremely hard to find another role. And so when I was laid off for those seven months, I was like, man, I do not want this to happen again. I'm gonna start a consulting firm to make sure that I could like find a client that I could probably just work virtually for, right? And so mm-hmm. that's where the start of the business took off. When I created my social media pages and the LinkedIn page, it was just Penny Co. aiming to provide services for small to medium sized businesses. And, you know, a couple weeks in, 
I was looking at it and I was looking at some of the content I had already shared. And I just, <laughs> I took a look at, at the mirror and I was like, honestly, this is kind of boring. <laughs> this is just boring. Like no one's going to be on Instagram to, you know, just check out a page that's just uh, providing professional services, you know, like people want to see entertaining or engaging stuff. And luckily, you know, a lot of the people who had already supported my page, they were from my network and my wife's network, you know, people from school. One thing that we had in common was that we were all first generation students or graduates, mm. say. And so I thought, well, I've always talked about it with my wife about potentially starting something that would give back to our community, to our people. And one thing that I reflected on were my own personal experiences, being rejected from the business school, navigating college as a first gen, graduating from college as a first gen, and even some of my professional experience after. And I thought to myself, well, if I was able to you know, still make it to my career with a communications major, I'm sure anybody else can do the same thing if they're like in a you know similar path or if they're still trying to find their way, you know? I wanted my page mm -hmm. to be a platform to showcase that anything is possible regardless of your situation or your background or upbringing. You make your future the way you want it to. And so that's why we decided to focus our pages to the first generation community. Really just a platform to be inclusive, transparent, and most importantly, unfiltered. So yeah, that's mm. where that came from. I love that. I love that. I love that. And just staying in this entrepreneurial space right now, what has been the biggest challenge for you thus far? I think the biggest challenge for me is just doing all the, uh, you know, going through all the growing pains. So, you know, first learning how to apply for my business license, how to incorporate the business. So I decided to form it as an LLC for now. So learning how to navigate that. You know, just recently in March, we launched our own website. So I definitely dedicated dozens of hours to that with my wife, you know, deciding how each page should look like. I mean, you have your own website, so you know what goes into it. You know, <laughs> being a perfectionist, I double checked for any typos or anything like that. You know, really just a lot of the, 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 the starting everything. So, yeah, that, I think that's been one of the bigger growing pains. For sure, for sure. I can definitely understand that. And it's one of those things, especially when you don't come from a background where like the business, the way you set it up and doing consulting is something that you can consult with your family with. And so having to think about, you know, your peers and tapping into some of the resources that you've had, even from maybe even mentors, um, is something that I find significantly helpful. And my family is definitely supportive of the work that I do, but I know that I always can't consult them. Um, my mom had a business. My aunts had a business. I've had an uncle with business. So I've, businesses have been around, but what they look like have been far different, you know, than what I'm doing. So right. yeah, I can definitely do that. I, I love that. What has been the most rewarding thing for you about being an entrepreneur? What have you really enjoyed? I think one thing that I've actually really loved is getting to meet new people that I probably normally wouldn't have if I didn't start this page. So, you know, of course, I've met you through Instagram. I've met a lot of folks from California, Oklahoma, Illinois, really just spread out from the entire country thanks to this platform. A lot of my fraternity brothers, I'm in a fraternity, a lot of them have been very supportive throughout the country as well. They've definitely given me shout outs on their pages. And so that's been opening up more opportunities to, you know, network with other first generation students and uh, people who are in Greek life. So yeah, I think that's been the best part is just getting to meet new people. Definitely, definitely. I, I can dig that. Um, people are amazing. And especially in entrepreneurial space, I think sometimes it's 
easier to have conversations about things with and reaching out rather than I just want to reach out. <laughs> yeah. Why do you want to reach out? But it's like, and when as entrepreneurs, like maybe there's a cool venture that that person has going on and you want to know more about it or just, you know, talk about collaboration and partnership. Entrepreneurship definitely opened a lot of doors to, and like you said, definitely meet people. And even like with me having this podcast, to be able to reach out to people who are doing really cool things to be able to share mm-hmm. their stories and what they're doing has definitely been something that has been exciting for me. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So mentorship, you know, I, I do want to touch on that because it's it's vital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. vital. I don't and I don't care. And everybody needs a mentor of, of some kind. Um, they don't have to be somebody that you know directly. Somebody maybe you're reading up on or watching move on LinkedIn or something. But why mentorship? You know, and how is that going for you? Yeah, definitely. I think that will circle back with one of your previous questions too about the tech space with where the company was directing to. So. In one of our recent posts, we did share that we were now in the directory for authentic companies, which is a new tech category that prioritizes community connection and authenticity. And so part of what we do on our page is storytelling. And so we have a storytelling series called First Gen Cuentos. Cuentos meaning stories in Spanish, where we just share unfiltered and transparent experiences of all different types of first-generation students and professionals from from around everywhere. It's definitely something that I think is needed because a lot of resources that are being shared right now for first-generation students are very helpful. And of course, they are very, you can get a lot of benefit from doing a lot of research into looking into those. But, you know, utilizing social media, a lot of people just crave a level of like authentic connection, right? They want to see people just like you and me in, in everyday life because most of the time when we're in school, we're just in survival mode, just trying to get by and, you know, literally just survive. And I wanted my storytelling series to just be a place where someone can connect to one another just naturally, right? And as we launched our website this last month, we did introduce our mentorship network, which is known as the First Hub Network. We decided to focus it on individualized mentorships, which is just something that my wife and I saw that was just missing in when it came to supporting first-generation students. Again, like I said, there are a lot of resources that are dedicated to first-generation students, which are awesome and great. But sometimes, you know, I guess from our personal experiences going to, to UW in Seattle was that yeah, that was missing because for some first-generation students, you know, it was, it was a huge school and there hadn't been many people before us making it into like dental school or law school or medical school. And so we're just trying to like pave the path on our own, you know, calling ourselves pre-med, pre-business, pre-law. And so part of what we wanted to do was where if someone had already made it into their careers or like their graduate programs, we wanted to offer that that opportunity for another first generation student who's probably barely starting their undergrad to meet with someone and network with them to, you know, go to them for advice and guidance and learn on how, like learn about their experiences and how they did it. So that's where that idea came from. And that that is really what we decided to focus our our business on was that mainly. Mm, I can dig that. I can dig that. Um, I think that some of the best businesses that are created generally come from, you know, our experiences and being able to turn around and be who we needed and putting that emphasis and focus on things that we know are real. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, can, I can definitely dig that. I definitely appreciate that. So thinking about, you know, just work you do, you know, bringing forth the mentorship element, what's some of the best advice you've ever got from a mentor? I think some of the best advice would, I would have to say it was probably from one of my mentors that I had met while in college. 
So I was involved in a business club called Alpha, which is like the Association of Latino Professionals for America. And I was very involved with a lot of their with their events and club meetings on campus. And I did meet some people from similar backgrounds. And one of them had expressed the importance of networking with uh, individuals, which is really what business is about, right? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And I really took that to heart because because I was rejected from the business school, I wanted to take any piece of advice that could still help me get to where I wanted to go. And so the saying was, if, if you're not networking, then you're not working. And I was like, whoa, that was deep, <laughs> you know? And so from every day on while in college, even after I kept that mentality and I wanted to take advantage of, you know, any opportunities where I could get to meet someone else because I learned that if I was able to get an an internship in accounting based off of the people I knew, I thought about, well, how could my career look like if I just kept it going, right? One opportunity would lead to another and another and another. And I'm still exploring that. That's just something that's been very beneficial to my to my success is just being able to network and meeting new people because really you're building relationships with the people that you're meeting, right? Absolutely. It's not just like, oh, hi, my name is Fabio. I want to get a job. How can you help me? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's, it's like you're meeting somebody and you're like getting to know like their background and their story. And you find you may find yourself like being able to re- relate with someone and be like, oh, no way. You know, like I like dance as well. Or, oh, I, I know somebody who wants to, you know, down that career path. You know, maybe I can offer the introduction. So, yeah, it just builds off of that. Absolutely. Everything is built on relationships, no matter what. Everything's a relationship. And, you know, we think about why do we buy because of relationships that we developed. And relationship doesn't always have to be like the intimate relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Nike has done something to make you enjoy that company and feel like, I mean, you want to be a part of buying their shoes and their shirts, you know, and the apparel, the community. So that's a relationship. And so it's just thinking about all business, all things are just built on relationships and our trust and know and liking those things. So a uh, great point, you know, to say, I'm, I'm just going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. But people do it. <laughs> they do yeah. it. It's kind of like, well, that's why I'm up. Hey, all good. Yeah. But we are, you know, getting to a point where, you know, the part I don't, I don't like about the show, but I like it because of the question that I ask. But it's just like happens in the conversation because I know I can't keep you here all day, people. We got to go do things. <laughs> and I would just be interested in knowing from you now, just knowing all the things that you've learned over the course of the years, right? As a first-gen grad, as a husband, an entrepreneur, somebody who's, you know, had experienced job loss and, you know, doing it again. And it's just been a lot. Mm-hmm. What is some of the advice that you would give to those who just may be saying, hey, I relate. I've experienced those things or just for somebody who, would, you know, could happen to it can happen to all of us. What's your what's your advice for us? What is your what are your words of wisdom to leave us with? I'm just going to say that we are all capable of achieving anything that we want to as long as we set our mind to it. And I say that not to be cliche, but because it's something that I have learned from personal experience. You know, again, I want to say that I was never the perfect student in college. You know, I was struggling to maintain at least a 3.0 GPA. And so I felt like I was able to relate with a lot of my peers because of that. Yeah, you have the success stories of other first generation students, or not even first generation, but like second or third generations, right? And that's great and all, you know, I applaud them and I'm, I'm really happy for them. And I, I support my friends who are doing that. But when I started my business, I wanted, you know, maybe myself to be like the ideal client to reach out to people who are still trying to find their way and who are still struggling because that's very real, you know, not everybody's, everybody's still trying to find their own way. They're, they're paving their own path, right? 
And so from everything that I've been able to learn and accomplish, it's just because of thinking about why, well, just why not try, you know, if, if someone else can do it, then why not me? And so we're all capable. Hmm. I can dig that, brother. I can dig that. I appreciate that as well. Just a great reminder for all of us. Why not me? You know, why not me? And why not me? Not even in a, in the bad way. All right. You know, it's why, why not me? Why not mm-hmm. me? I love that. Well, listen, Fabio, you have been a joy. It's always a joy to talk to you and connect with you. Just so, you know, just straight up. very chill and it's very who you are and like I said earlier if y'all haven't followed him on Instagram yet just because of the energy he brings just alone the education the knowledge he drops is definitely there so I'm appreciating the work that you're doing and it's just to connect coast to coast you know clearly clearly because of Instagram and so again it's just that again the power of you know one social media but two of understanding networking and connecting and so beautiful things and I look forward to, again, all the incredible things you're going to be doing going forward, you know, in your career and in your business, especially. And if you want to tune in, get connected with Fabio, just make sure that you go to those show notes and click the link to be able to do so. Again, I always always say we just make it easy for you, make it easy for you. But in the meantime, Fabio, continue to be incredible in all that you do and know that we here at the First Gen Lounge, we got your back. We got your back. Thank you, Dr. Eva. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Such a pleasure.